Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, is the man who will ask Taylor Swift to marry him on Super Bowl Sunday, Mr. Shane Beauregard. How are you, sir? I was doing well till you just put that out there. Not a damn <laughs> chance, buddy. Not a damn chance. But You're I'm, right. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. I'm not wearing pants. That's right. Yeah, this is uh, the unofficial Shane pod. This is... <laughs> It's the Dumpuary Rewind, if you will, where, you know, all those movies you're like, you know, you might skip over something like action thing that maybe should have gone straight to streaming or whatever. Shane is like, fuck you. I'm in there. First row. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm like hungry, hungry hippo. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Chomp, chomp, the, chomp. the tearaway pants. He's just all good. He's in the game. Sunglasses on for no reason. He's just there. Swinging yeah. it. Swinging it. Exactly. But yeah, good to see you, sir. Glad to be back in the fold here. Uh, you will be covering most of this stuff. This is uh, the heavy load on you. You did a great job because outside of the Netflix stuff I've been doing, it's been kind of a rough dumpuary. Enjoying uh, watching maybe NFL playoffs maybe more than movies or even, as we always say this time of year, TV kicking films ass at the moment. Yeah. Um, plus the catch up for things that came out technically in 2023 that we've now watched in 2024, like things like Society of the Snow or whatever that I've watched, doesn't technically count against my 2024 count. So, oh well. But let's get a 2024. Is this the first like kind of movie reviews that it we is. did for the yeah, year? This is That's it, wild. Buddy. Yeah. This this is a weird lineup to do it. So <laughs> let's get it done, man. Let's start up top. We got the Beekeeper, which you know, it's your man Jason Statham. Doing a basically you know, just a one man wrecking crew movie of all <laughs> of all timer versions of this uh, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. This is directed by <laughs> David Ayers. I was like, what? Ugh, God, uh, this uh, is this the movie you get put in like director jail? Uh, after Suicide Squad was so bad, or like, how does that work? Because he's a he's a he's an odd director. He's an odd director, but a director I find entertaining most of the time. Yeah, like End of Watch, I'm Love all about movie. it. Yes, yeah, like, uh, but then he also does, you know, Bright or or you know, uh, God, and obviously I already mentioned the Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's almost like in every other sort of. Like, Fury's good, and a watch is good, you know, but, yeah, he's a he's an odd duck. He goes back and forth. He's still making music videos. This guy's all over the place. He is all over the map. But is this, Shane, a comeback story for him with your boy Jason Statham? Because I'm curious to know, I saw this movie, too. This is one of the rare ones that we cross over, so I'm curious as far as state the movie goes, because you know there's a different scale. We normally we're like a you know out of five stars, but for Jason Statham, especially the ones where he's outside of some kind of uh, franchise, or 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 if he's not uh, hanging out with Guy Ritchie, right? There's a level of Statham that this movie is in. You know what I mean? Like, right. and w w how would you characterize this one versus like the rest of Statham's kind of movies? 
Oh, okay. Um, out of the most recent Statham batch, I would say this is definitely an uptick for him based on okay. what I'm looking at. Like, it's better than, like, the Meg stuff. Like you said, you take the Guy Richie stuff out, which he's always on fire, except for the Operation yeah. Fortune one. Outside of that, what do you got? Fast and the Furious, uh, Spy, which was more of a comedic role, but he was great in it. So Yeah, he's also not the lead in that, right? Right. I guess you got to go back to Homefront with uh, James Franco and Ona Ryder. But again, that was like 2013. I love the bank job, and I always forget how old that one. I think that's 2008, right? That's way further back. The bank job is 2008, correct? Good, good yeah. job there. Yeah. Then he, you know, the other. Let's look at the other series. You had the Transporter, right? Transporter right. using three of those. Yep. I, I like this better than the Transporter series. I do. Okay. I, I like this movie. So for him, I think it's a step up. And I don't okay. know what that says about his filmography. And you're like, oh, really? He ain't stepping up for much. Watch right. your mouth, first of all. Uh, <laughs> This was a great vehicle for him, I think, and I will get to it, but I really hope this spawns a second part because I, I like the character. I like the premise. I just kind of want to see more of it at the end. Here's what I'll say, and I, I will watch my tone and angles with you. Uh, of course, <laughs> I will do a little dance. Everything where Statham is on the screen and action is happening, I'm all about this movie. Everything else is a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> I, like, I, it's especially because Josh Hutchinson is another one, kind of like David Arab, like, what are you doing? Like, between Five Night at Freddy's and whatever he's supposed to be doing here, uh, I I wasn't on on his level. And the, the daughter who uh, is the FBI agent, the daughter of uh, Felicia Rashad's character. Right. She was terrible. Yeah. I couldn't stand her. I didn't understand her, which is even worse. Like, she should have more of a motive even than Statham, you know, or at least close to, because it's family, whatever, and the revenge. And she's an FBI agent. Right. Yet she's kind of, she goes from back and forth between being a mess and just being mad or whatever. Like, she's very inconsistent. I thought her, her I don't know, she was just bad just tonally she was all over the place and i didn't vibe with her at all and then jeremy irons is kind of like supposed to be the professional here and it lasted about a few minutes and then he turned it over to the psychos so yeah. again all the action all that stuff that i was geared up for when i saw the trailer cool everything else I don't know, man. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, man. Like, yes, they didn't develop any other characters. But when I go into a movie like this, I put honestly, it it, it delivered on the action and there was a lot of it. So it kind of covered most True. of the movie. Right. Yeah. I thought the daughter, the FBI agent, didn't show any emotion when her mom, <laughs> when her mom died. I was like, wow, you're not even OK. No emotion at all. Just whatever. Drink the vodka out of the coffee cup and carry <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the the Australians they bought at the end were cartoony, but I I was like, all right, they're kind of fun. I just whatever. Well, it, they also cartoony, uh, you know, whatever made a ham out of the replacement of Statham after he retired from the yes. beekeepers too. Yeah, which you know they made it. It's almost video gamey. It was in a way, but it, they tried too much in between to try to look professional. So it's like pick a pick a lane, right? You had Mini Driver in a nondescript role here too. Just oh toss her God. name out there, like yeah. she could. Like I don't yeah. know why they chose her for this role. She was like what two scenes and didn't do yeah. anything, right? Yeah. 
and Josh Hutchinson is your as your bad. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But it's an IT company, so I'm like, okay, a scam. I could that would be what the villain would look like. So I don't know what I was thinking. Like he's not gonna be some big brooding person, right? He's gonna be someone yeah, like Josh. Especially Hutchinson. if he's a spoiled kid, you know, right. of a president or whatever. And, and and I always say when you come to this movie, I don't care about plot. I I honestly don't like if it delivers on the action and him fighting one boss to get to the top level. Yeah, I'm okay with it, and I loved it. Now, people are, oh, but the plot. Yeah, once you find out how high this thing goes, it's like, oh, really? Okay. It yeah. goes to the president. Get the fuck out of here. Right. But, like, it, the action just worked for me, man. And I can see Jason Statham do anything. I like his demeanor. I like his character. He was cold calculating, but he, like, he didn't kill anyone he didn't need to kill. Like, the FBI agents, he was, like, shooting them in the knees and or legs and stuff, like, Right. I liked his coldness in this movie and the coolness he had with his he was still, you know, sympathetic to certain people. Sure. I just I just liked he was just so point on and badass. It's like this is what I'm doing. And he had some great kills in it. Like when he tied the kid up to the car and like let it go over the bridge. That was cool. And cause Yeah, which off. I wish that wasn't in the trailer, but I, I get know. you gotta sell a movie. You know what wasn't in the trailer that I liked? My favorite? The uh the elevator. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? That was sick to just like drop, basically drop the <laughs> elevator and have people get caught in yes. between. Oh God, it was you know gross and a you know a little CG, but it was pretty nice. Yeah, and that's yeah. why this movie delivered on delivered to me, right? Like I thought the beat the second beekeeper would have been more of a presence in this film, but she's kind of like a throwaway. I think he dispensed her way too quick. To be yeah. honest with you, it almost reminded me of the Ruby Rose I wish they had. I wish they had some something in common, like the, the right. like some knowing version, but it was very and little at best. Yeah, it, she reminded me of the throwaway Ruby Rose character in John Wick too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but just obviously, again, like you said, cartoonish, like yeah, really cart- out there. Outlandish. Yeah, really out there, cartoonish with the with the mini gun and the high heel boots and the dyed hair. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, she looked uh, like she was sent back from the future in uh, in, in a 1980s movie. Like, yeah. she just, like, dropped out of the sky. <laughs> right. But again, like, Jason Statham carried the day. He's such a badass in the action, and he's really good at it. So that's why I gave this movie a pass, because it, it was a lot of fun, man. Like, the action was a lot of fun, and there was a lot of it. So yeah, I understand your point if it went gaps without it, like long gaps without any action or anything going on. But, like, he had enough on screen like 90% of the movie so I, I was fine with it. And I you you mentioned the whole second possibility like the possibility of a second movie. Right. And the the obviously the end is very ambiguous, you know, on purpose. I thought it actually just kind of ended weird. Did you right. feel like it got maybe chopped a little or bit. something cuz he kind of just fades away? Yeah. Like in the middle of an escape. So I thought it was kind of abrupt. So I didn't know if there was like a note from the studio being like, just end this thing. Well, yeah. you know, like we know what we're doing here. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, leave some of even if it's the cutting room stuff to open the second one. That's not terrible either. But I don't know. I don't see a second one only because you're like, you know, screw the plot. But the plot needs to have something for me to care to go to the next. And you'll probably just be like what you need to care is Jason Statham is a yeah. freaking beekeeper killing people with honey, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Which again, that's what got me to this one, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lukewarm on the okay. possibility of a sequel. So, uh, do you want to give a grade? I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> 
Well, no, I, I, I'm listen. I can put stuff in perspective. I think I kind of know where you're going to go with your grade. We're not that far off, but I did give it a three out of five. I wasn't as offended as bad as the Meg Two was, and especially for how late they went to the party, even have the action that we wanted. So at least this one delivered the action. Right. So I'd probably, uh, you know, be like two and a half at most 2.25 cheat code whatever if i wanted to do that it's in that range did you just say 2.25 what yeah oh man okay well you just got my blood pressure up a little bit i was fine with your 2.5 because i thought that's where you were going well i said it's somewhere (laughs) in i know i know it's somewhere in there i'm just teasing i'm just not that far off come on (laughs) it's a good thing we do this podcast in two different states all right Let's move on to the next one, because I'm curious, like, your Jason Statham love is one thing, but then when right. we're talking just straight dumpuary movies that <clears throat> are just, it has a little something, but there's a reason why it's in January. So let's see. Let's do ISS next. Okay. This one, it, you know, it was an intriguing trailer, you know, it, like, give the people the backstory on this one, because you're the one who saw it, so I'll give you the floor. Okay. On this one. Real quick, the 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 the, the caption here is tension. F- yeah, tensions flare in the near future aboard the International Space Station as a conflict breaks out on Earth, reeling the U.S. and Russian astronauts receive orders from the ground to take countermeasures and take over the ISS. That is the backdrop to this movie. Very small cast. Uh, you yeah. have Chris Chris Messina, uh, who is in um, based on a true story. Uh, he's been around. You got John Gallagher Jr., who I really like. Uh, you have Pilu Aspek, who was in that terrible Stallone movie from Prime, but he was also in Game of Thrones. So I was about to say, he's been in a few things we liked. And Chris Messina from Argo, at least give him that, buddy. Pilu Aspek. Oh, I liked him quite a bit in Overlord. Yep. Um, that one. And yeah, Samaritan was the one you were reaching for with Prime. Yeah, yeah that sucked big time. Yeah, he was, he's been in a couple other... Uh, movies outside of his run with uh with game of thrones and he was even in aquaman the lost kingdom but not enough to not enough. remember nobody cares so yes sorry <laughs> who else there was ariana debose i know academy award winner and you're like let me just save her uh, until like the last person here <laughs> i was That's, go yeah. ahead fill her in because i don't i recognize her but i didn't do an imdb search on her well she won for uh West Side Story. She uh, she was the one who won Best Supporting Actress for that one. So oh. yeah, she she's very good. She's very talented, and this is a little off of what she's obviously been doing, you know. Because ISS, I don't think will make it to the Academy level this year, uh, unless you tell me otherwise, man. Uh, fill me in. Let me know. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't have any expectations heading into this movie because I saw the one trailer and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And we are in the month of January. I'm like, all right, let me go check this out. So. It has a perfect runtime of an hour and a half. Right. It's pretty quick moving. Uh, and uh, your girl, Ariana, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Ariana she, yeah, yeah, she did carry most of the movie. She was like the focal point towards the end of the movie. But again, you have this nice, you know, there are, uh, you got these new arrivals, John Gallagher and Ariana, who go up. They're joining this mission of Americans and Russians. There's like three on each, so they're kind of even. Right. And then all hell breaks out on Earth. They both get their separate messages, and it's a cat and mouse game from there on out. They don't know who to trust. They don't know how to act because they're scientists up right. there, right? So they're not uh, military. They don't have any military background. Right. So 
it's again, it's kind of a cat and mouse game. Like, do I take out the Americans? Like, what's going to happen? And I like the tension this movie set. I, I really did. I was like, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, all right, this is. And plus, you're up in space. You have that claustrophobic feel. And once the first incident happens, because I don't want to ruin this for anyone, you get some nice. You get a couple twists or one really good twist and you got stuff that you don't see coming towards the end of this movie that i like so it kept you it really kept you on your toes right um and i i really like the acting here because i like chris messina he's the captain he's like the uh, in charge of the american crew and then uh it, it just was a nice nice cast good chemistry good thrills now if you saw the trailer it almost will lead you to believe like this is like going to be blood and guts horror movie. They're going to just kill each other to one person standing. That's how they kind of set this movie up, but it's really not. It's more of a tight suspense thriller with a, with a good twist at the end. I really dug it, man. I, I, I really, they had some really nice shots. I like the director. Like we'd mentioned, I don't recognize him for, except for that one movie that you mentioned our friend. But um, I, I liked it. I liked the feel he gave you with some of his close-up shots, and he, yeah, it was. I thought it was well done for an obviously low-budget film, a movie they dumped in January. I had a good time. I, I wouldn't recommend it for like to, to pay an evening price for, but if you had, you know, wanted to go see a matinee for a little cheaper, I give it a recommend, man. I really do. Yeah. It, did it remind you of anything? Because like, if kind of like. I feel like there's another movie coming out after this one that has a very similar plot, so I'm not going to kill this movie for that, obviously. But the um, uh, the first ones I thought of was like, it's kind of like if they took the end of Armageddon and just like made a whole movie out of it, <laughs> uh, sort of. Whereas like the infighting oh. on the on the plane, all that stuff, and then uh, and then Stowaway. Do you remember that one from Netflix where it was the Anna Kendrick movie? Yeah, where it's kind of like it gets very tense up there because they have this person that's stowed away on the on the aircraft say, and it messed their routine up and yeah the, i would say yeah. more stowaway than armageddon okay. because outside from like the aerial view you see earth from their view they don't really focus on that too much they keep it right. in in tight quarters right um and they do develop most of the characters here pretty well as much as they could for an hour and a half and you got six people on screen almost all the time right. i thought they did develop their characters and like you, you actually latched on the one per or one or two people here. Right. Um, so they, they, they really did a good job, but yeah, more stowaway than anything else. Um, I, I would say, so I would recommend it, man. I, I, I gave it a 3.5 out of five to be honest oh, wow. with you. Yeah, I, I okay. really did. Now you may see like, what the hell did you just watch? There? This is a two, <laughs> right? Yeah. But- Cause I think it has, uh, like a, something like a 5.8 or something on IMDb when I was scanning. So yeah, last time I checked, it was like sixty-two percent critic with a higher audience score. So you know, it falls yeah. in that range somewhere, man. Like that is a dumpyary <clears throat> score. That it is. It is again, but yeah. you know what's out there now is one of the. Uh, I don't. Even, I feel bad saying, this, but one of the better dumpyary movies I've seen. You know. Yeah, I've heard other critics say that this is a particularly thin dumpyary. Right. And, you know, and February, I kind of looked forward a little bit today and like outside of like Argyle and um, Madam oh, Webb, <laughs> Madam Webb and the Bob Marley mm. biopic. And it's like, yeah, we get still got some tough sledding, maybe. Um, although there's some uh, there's some horror movies that we keep seeing. Uh, at least I keep seeing the trailers for that look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, look pretty good. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. 
what is it? Abigail's the one by the guys oh, from Radio yeah, Silence I'm, I'm or whatever. All over that one, yeah. Yeah, it's it's re- it's ready or not all over again, yeah. right? And so I'm like, okay, well they know how to do that movie, so let's do it. You know, there's at least that aspect. Um, there was one other one. I don't know. There's been a couple. Oh, and even that um Sydney Sweeney nun one looks yeah. quite good too. So there's a there's a few things coming up. So I'm not like completely down on the upcoming slate, but man, I might need some surprises to help me out. So Founders Day. So so far we're going like kind of in ascending order or yeah. hanging around pretty good <laughs> scores for you. So does Founders Day keep on that trend or where are we going with this one? Because obviously coming on the heels of Thanksgiving, where it's like we're doing this holiday murder with pro- you know probably a person in a mask and and these type of things. You know, it, is it akin to that? I, I actually, I've met these guys. I know, uh, was it the Bloomquist brothers yeah. uh, do this? And uh, Larry Dwyer, friend of the pod, like his daughter's in it and has, was, I think he might be in it too. Like there's a whole thing. There's a whole connection. Um, I was not able to see it when they did like kind of their little friendly screening the other night. Um, but I am interested to see how this goes because I've liked some of their stuff in the past. Uh, right. I believe uh, you liked uh, "She Came from the Woods." I did more than I did, and I believe that was his last movie, right? It was. So, yep. So, what did you think of Founders Day? Okay, let me try to gather my thoughts here because at first I was all over the place. I'm like, God, this movie's garbage. Like it's hot <laughs> garbage. Like it, it's, it's not uh, getting very good scores. Right. Yeah. It's set in like this small town of Massachusetts. And I understand what the Bloom Chris bro- brothers were going for. It had like a political satire backdrop to this movie uh, where they have this big mural uh, the, um, uh, election going on with the uh, income and outgoing. And they have these two factions that are just picketing in the middle of the street, which would they would never do for the memorial race. But whatever. About right. Who they're going to vote for, who they whatever. Then the backdrop, you have these teenagers. Um, in this high school and the, uh, I forgot the guy, the guy from, uh, I always think boy meets world. He was the dad, but he, he's like the teacher in this movie. And I kept thinking okay. boy meets world, boy meets yeah, world. Yeah, sure. Right. So this, so th- I didn't jive with that. Cause I thought it was a little too over the top with what they were trying to go for, but I could appreciate it because it was kind of a, like a different, I guess, backdrop for a horror movie. I, I, I've never seen that kind of backdrop before. It's a nine. It's a throwback to like the '90s slasher flicks. Um, think if like a studio went up to Kevin Williamson and said, "Hey, we want you to make a movie that's just going to be shown on USA Up all night." Like here, here you go. Right? I know right. if you're under 45, that reference is going to hit. But Andrew knows what I'm talking about. I'm 41, motherfucker. I got well, that shit. I'm good. But you know, if yeah. you're, if, in your 30s, you're not going to get that reference, right? Probably, yeah. Right. But anyway, it's like a B-movie. It's like a B-movie Kevin Williamson film. Uh, nice okay. mask. I like the concept. I actually... What drove me crazy are the two uh, candidates running for mayor. They were just over-the-top bad acting. And I know they don't get great people here, but they were just so cringeworthy acting in this. But right. I like the leads. You had um, Naomi Grace plays Allison. Uh, she's like the main focus and then dev uh devin druid adam uh, mm-hmm. is the other like main character and as this moves going again the plot i'm like okay where the hell are they going with this because as the murders start happening they're not connecting in kind of any way but what saved this movie was the last 10 minutes it, it okay. made it made sense right they went back and kind of 
filled you in on like the kind of some of the behind the scenes that you didn't see on screen. Like, oh, she did this to this person. They set this up this way. Right. It, made, it started making sense. At the end, does it really make sense on why they decided to kill all these people? No, it, it's far-fetched and ridiculous, <laughs> right? But okay. I like the mask. I like the concept. I like some of the kills were really good. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so yeah. it was good. Yeah. I the, Again, the end is what made me think, all right, I actually kind of like this movie now. Looking back at some of the first scenes I saw, that really pissed me off. I'm like, okay, I, I like it. Some of the right. characters, again, just weren't developed. I think the Bloomcrest office, she came from the woods, too. I think they have a problem with developing their, I don't want to call them bullies, but they're outcast characters. They're bullies. They're over the mm. top uh, detention seeker students. You know, just like she came from the woods, I thought they were just too over the top and too cartoony. Same yeah. thing happened here. You got this guy, the boyfriend girlfriend combo that were just just way over the top and just it, it was almost like an '80s throwback with their characters and how bad right. they were. Outside of that. I actually had a decent time with this movie, man. I, I did. I liked it a little more than she came from the woods, to be honest with you. So, okay, I would like to see them handle something on a little bigger scale, if that makes any kind of sense. Because conceptually, they I like what they have to offer. And what they missed here is they went for some humor with the uh, the, the head sheriff or the commissioner, and right. none none of their humor hit. Like it just none of it hit. So if they yeah. could kind of tweak that out. It would be fun because, you know, most slasher flicks have those one liners and you laugh and you chuckle. They fell flat in every damn joke they try to tell here. So but again, I I, I enjoyed it. I ended up giving this one um, a little bit lower than ISS. I ended up giving it a three, though. I gave it a three out of five. If you're a horror fan and compared to Thanksgiving, I would watch Thanksgiving more than I would watch this one. But they're close. Like it's they're not that far apart. Yeah, they they kind of have that hallmark when you brought up the humor thing. They kind of put that through all the movies that I've seen. I saw uh, Night at the Eagle Inn, uh, one of Larry Dwyer's uh, Connecticut Classic Nights. They did kind of like a like a local indie kind of showcase, and this was one of those films. And then you know, and then as you mentioned with She Came from the Woods, they kind of do that too. I think. I like that they put in the humor because I think they come from a place where they know those 80s movies that we were talking about, like those kind of like B horror movie stuff and kind of like ingrained it into these films. I just don't know if it works as much or if it's just too corny or just like you need a little bit of it to like land and not be like cringy. Yeah, I guess. So that it, I, it sounds like you're on that same wave. Yeah, again. this one's more yeah. cringy and awkward than funny. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. that's where I Which, fell on that. Yeah, and it's got to make sense within the film too. It can't be. It can't distract too much. But again, a lot of them did in the '80s, and we liked it. So you know, somewhere, some uh, they're trying to aim for a cult classic of their of their own with these. I guess you know. Yeah, and if you're a fan of slasher genre for horror, go see this movie, man. It's like I said, it's right after Thanksgiving. All right, so the rest of these that we have kind of written down, I'm just curious more than anything. So obviously, I've been keeping up with my uh, Netflix original movie reviews for what's on Netflix.com. Go check those out. Um, I covered uh, The Kitchen and Badland Hunters that I know you watch both of them. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know your opinion on those let's start with 
uh, Badland Hunters, because that's the most recent. Don Lee, uh, who many people would know in this country for Train to Busan or the ungodly, boring <laughs> uh, Marvel's Eternals uh, oh. that he was in as well. So this is kind of him trying to, you know, capitalize on his crossover success alongside with Netflix doing a lot more Korean films, especially action films. And it's a directorial debut from a longtime martial arts and stunts expert. Uh, but he worked on things like Old Boy and Mongol, The Rise of Genghis Khan and some other films. And I don't know, man. I'm curious to see what you thought. I wasn't that impressed. There's some decent action. And obviously, Don Lee himself, you know, he packs quite a punch. He's he's a, a brooding big dude uh, who's impressive for how he can kind of move. And I thought he was kind of funny at times in the movie, too. But everything outside of it, I just wasn't that impressed. Where were right. you with Badland Yeah, Hunters? kind of the same. I think I enjoyed it a little more than you. Uh, but I liked his presence on screen. You said he was fun. He was th the funniest part of the movie. I like him, them trying to get together with the uh, girl with all the jewelry. I thought those moments were fun. Yeah, I mean, like, let me just uh, set it for the yeah, people yeah, before go maybe you go through Because this movie's kind of a little odd. It's kind of like a spiritual sequel to another movie, Concrete Utopia, that literally just came out, like, right. not long ago, at least in, in this country. And um, it's so it's set in that, space it's like a desolate post-earthquake soul uh where water's you know scarce you know people are living in squalor and you know nam sen who is don lee's character finds himself as kind of this hunter gatherer for his local village and it's kind of like i, I almost was like is this road warrior <laughs> where it's like instead of gas it's it's water or whatever or you know whatever it was but yeah so basically he he friends you know like one of the local village uh, te uh teenage girls one of the rare ones that's still around i guess post earthquake in this area and they're approached by this woman to as a teacher to bring back yeah. to this place that kind of is like an oasis for that area like it's a, an apartment building that has like fresh clean water and can shower and you can do all these things and and they have a school and she's like you know we're trying to recruit these young people and then obviously it's kind of like a cult, a uh, lab experiment. It's yeah, uh, you know whatever. Basically, you got a doctor trying to turn people into salamanders so they can regenerate. That's what I took out of this movie. Yeah, it's like he's trying to get people to be more adaptable to the harsh conditions yeah. that are going to go forward, um, while also being super creepy with like the decapitated. <laughs> version of his daughter that yeah. died in the earthquake uh so yeah uh, i thought that whole part didn't make a lot of sense it i thought made this, no sense to me this movie is the apartment stuff like the all the action stuff like the the onslaught that happens once donnelly and all that crew show up everything else is just shit it, yeah <laughs> I, I i no i agree again i think i enjoyed it a little more than you did i like the when they did have action i loved it man like again when they go to the apartment, when he takes his crew to that uh, house where the two gangs are fighting, that yeah. was a great scene. I just wish there was more of it. You know, I, I really yeah. do. Like, I laughed when the the tiger character, like, when he was punching people, he's like, good night, good night. Yeah, love I that. love that, too. I love that, that, too. That was a great scene. So it had yeah. good scenes, good action scenes, but everything else was all over the place. And they had long gaps, I felt like, where really nothing was going on. Yeah. 
and they needed to tighten it up a little bit more, put more action in there. Because uh, yeah. I wanted to see uh, Nam San, uh, who, like you said, I wanted to see him carry the film a little bit more because, again, he was such a funny – and for a big guy, like you said, he was nimble, right? <laughs> so I liked him in this yeah. movie, but it just kind of fell flat in a lot of areas. And, again, you got salamander people running around. I, I don't know. Like, it just <laughs> – it was just all over the place. But uh, Yeah, they didn't fully – worked that in very well like though her uh the special the sergeant from the special forces group whatever that she was with who by the way i put as my mvp of the movie because i liked her a lot and i thought the movie kicked in after she showed yes, up agreed agreed so, i wish she was more in it during the apartment conflict you know what i mean because they kind of went away from her for a while yeah i thought she had the the more personable be- storyline with an actual backstory so i was like lean on that let's do it you know you have the muscle you have all this stuff make her more of the in row here they didn't they did not as much as they should have um and by the way uh rumor has it that she did 99 percent of those action stunts herself this woman is a badass i hope she does uh some more like american maybe crossover stuff that would be cool but yeah they they didn't know what to do but the uh her crew that was left behind there I guess they had bifurcated tongues and kind of hissed at people. I couldn't yeah. fully tell. I was like, what are they supposed to be doing exactly? Like, or, yeah, I don't know. They're lizard. Like I said, they're lizard people. Yeah, but they didn't show them up close enough to like get like good. I don't know if it's because the effects weren't good or just whatever, but well, I didn't get like a great sense of like what monsters these people except were Except for the created. guy at the end who had half his face ripped off and you saw like that reptilian eye with the scales ah, on yeah, his skin, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. But then the doctor himself had all the bubbly boiled skin, so I don't know, man. Like this I don't know. Who knows? And that's what I'm saying. All that like science mumbo jumbo stuff didn't equate yeah. to anything really yeah. in this movie. And that's kind of where I left it. So what did you uh I'll tell you what I scored it. All right. I scored it a two point five. Yeah, I gave it a two. Okay. Uh, or well, at least I gave it a two because we do whole numbers. Right. So I, I was closer to the two than I was a three. So I gave it a two. Okay. So that makes at, sense. at most, again, it's probably a two point five because again, the action stuff shows promise. The guy yeah. who's um, a you know former stunt coordinator is going to do good action. Shock. But for the rest <laughs> of his directorial skills, is you know non-existent a right. little bit. Like he's got work to do. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, I was somewhere in that range. Weirdly, it's not, I don't want to say that. I guess it's kind of, it was a similar feeling to how I was feeling about the beekeeper, where it's like the action stuff works. Just give me just enough to move me from one thing to another. Please. Correct. But at least with the beekeeper, you had way more action than this. Oh, movie. yeah. It's, yeah. Mo- it's a good portion of it. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And then the last one, I just was curious because I actually kind of like this one uh, is The Kitchen, which is more of like a dystopian sci-fi, you know, I want to say thriller. It's got like an an interesting mix of different genres, kind of. This is a co-direction and half of that co-direction is from Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, Judas and the Black Messiah, Spider-Man's. In, across the Spider-Verse, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, nope. You know, all that. Uh, this is his first any kind of directorial debut uh, alongside co-director Kibui Tavares, who uh, he won like a short award from Sundance Film Festival back a long ways ago. So this is kind of like his first thing. I was surprised that I saw Michael Fassbender 
is a producer on the yeah. film. Um, and then, you know, they're the guys who did Combat Horses and, and Gangs of London, Joe Murtaugh did the script. So I was kind of like up for this. I was like, and it looked kind of cool. I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, my my words are on the internet. You can you can start here. What did you think of this movie? Because it's 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 a little all over the place, but there are things that I liked about it too. All right. So let me start the positive here. Sure. I thought it was a a crisp, clean looking film. I thought it really painted a picture of the dystopia that's going on, like with the uh, uh, uh what was the part they lived in? What they the call kitchen. the kitchen? Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the kitchen compared to everywhere else. I I thought the the world they lived in was well done, so I liked that part of it. Everything else fell flat for me. Like I did like the acting with um, the the actor who played Benji, the young kid. Yeah, and, uh, I thought yeah, so. I thought the acting was great, but uh, this movie was painfully slow for me. Like just mm. painfully slow, and it the pacing just really got to me after a while. I got bored with it. Uh, the Benji character, I kind of like, you kind of gravitate toward him because he's kind of torn between his mother passes away. So you get, you're torn. I just thought it was funny how he's flown from one group of kids and going back to what eventually would be, you know, I don't know if you want to spoil it, but like the Kano character. Yeah. Like just free flowing without any kind of, I thought there'd be more involvement in the gangs. I thought we would get more into the heists, more into I don't know. I just wanted a little more, not even action, but just stuff like moving forward to try to like get out of the kitchen or like do what they got to do. It just, a lot of it fell flat for me, man, to be honest with you. I didn't get the connection between Benji and Kano. I, I didn't feel that at all. Because they played it at arm's length. Yeah. And, and they really didn't do enough in either flashback or other things. This is a movie that has a lot of ideas and doesn't follow through on a lot of them. Perfectly and, said. Better said than what I just spewed out there. But yes. Yeah. I mean, but you're not wrong. I mean, like, it's... I, I said in here that there's a lot to admire with world building and tone setting. Like, basically, like, production design, yes. visual effects, and, like, like you said, how well it was... Uh, you know, in terms of cinematography, things of that nature. But yeah, definitely the the movie didn't know. It didn't have a complete thought. You know, it just feels like, and for a movie that I think was in development for quite a long time, it doesn't feel fully baked even now. Right. So so that was tough. But I agree. I actually gave my MVP uh, of the film to Benji too. Because this kid, especially for having like next to nothing on his resume, was really good. And he has kind of at least something. It, it's interesting. It's almost a movie that I wish we saw more through his eyes than Kano. Can't, yeah, I agree. Because at least he has that ground level look where he could be like in awe of kind of what the kitchen and that surrounding area is, but also get swept up in something dangerous and be regrettable and everything else. So I thought that was a more compelling storyline. And so for the fact that they didn't know where to go with it and it's kind of all over the place for a movie that's under two hours, it kind of felt like it dragged a little too because of that. So that's, that's, that's where I landed with it where like, I think it has a lot of highs and a lot of like, Things that you could point to to be like, God, God, if they just had a better script, God, this would be like a good, you know what it felt like a little bit like the creator where it's like, except the creator had a much, much bigger budget, but it's like, 
it's like you got all this effects, all these great, you know, things to look at, you know, and then the story is like, uh, okay. Yeah, and, and here's what threw me off a little bit is after the movie, of course, I went to uh, Rotten Tomato, and this was kind of demonstrate to what you said. Like the critics have this at 87% where the audience is at 44%, right? Yeah. But I read this afterward. This is right on Rotten Tomato, the movie info, right? It says uh, X smash and grabber Izzy is desperate to go straight. But when his young son contracts a devastating illness, he is forced to take part in a heist that will change the lives of everyone in the kitchen forever. So I'm watching this movie thinking, all right, when's his illness coming on? And when's this big heist that's going to change the kitchen? For Did I miss that part? Did I fall no, asleep during no. that part? No, this movie has gone through multiple permutations. That's right. what that sounds. That sounds better than what I watched, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that was the original log line okay. like a couple of years ago. Okay. And I okay. don't know what switched. Did they update? have like poor text, te- uh, test screenings? Did they do reshoots? Did they do whatever? I have no idea what happened after that, but I saw that same thing in a like a summation thing, right. like a preview thing years ago. Because I think it went, I don't know, did it go through uh, BFI or whatever film festival stuff? I think there were changes. There were things... Uh. M- you know, changed on the fly. So well, then Rotten Tomato update your damn website because I'm waiting for this kid. <laughs> yeah, to get... watch the modern movie, please. Yeah, yeah. watch this kid. I'm waiting for this kid to get deathly ill, and I'm waiting for this big heist to come up, and nothing yep. happened. I'm like, nothing happened. Nope, it's not that movie anymore. So uh, I wish it was. But yeah, so the movie I give it a you know a three out of five because like the things that uh, I was more interested in, I was like very impressed by. But there's uh, um, so many things that you could just go. Uh, well, that kind of petered out. Yeah, as bored as I was, and I was really bored, I, I still gave this a 3.5 because, again, I could appreciate, again, the cinematography, the world building. It, it, it painted a great picture. So for all that, I gave it a 3.5. It just yeah. felt flat. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I'm right there where you are. Yeah. It could have been so much more, and that's the problem. But yeah, good on you, man. That's a it's a lot of watching for uh, for dumpuary stuff. Is I know I had one movie in particular well probably two that i didn't get to that i was uh saddened that i didn't get to by this type of episode because i don't know if it'll get lost in the weeds did you have anything that like you're like i wish i got to this yeah actually i do and it would have been a terrible movie but for since we're in dumpy wary i was i i missed out on the night i missed out on night swim maybe i could catch it yeah, before the end that of the is month. a shane movie yeah that sure. is a shane movie and it's a dumpy wary movie so it's in, getting it's getting throttled too it so, is yeah, it is yeah. but we're in january and if we're doing this episode that's the one movie i'm like ah, i should have yeah. seen it you know yeah. so Exactly. What, what do I got? How many days do I got left in January here? Two. <laughs> you got what? Yeah, a couple. Yeah. I'm gonna try to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, go for it, and then uh, you know, just go on like Instagram stories or something, and just be like, "All right, guys, I made it. All right, it's it's January 31st. I got it, guys." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, what I wanted to see was Self Reliance, the Jake Johnson movie yeah. that's on Hulu. That was the one that I was I wanted to check out because that's that's a movie that's getting kind of a mixed review, and I've it's, seen some people who really champion it, you know, who I respect. So uh, I'm I'm curious about that one. So I'm yeah, still gonna try to check that one out. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting movie. Did you see it? I did see it. Oh, then what are we doing here, man? I, Pop I, it in there. What what I, I, what, I what do you think? It was uneven. I like Jack Johnson. Okay. It gets a little. In case you didn't know, like he he gets uh, involved in this uh, this contest or game reality show where if he survives for thirty days, he gets a million dollars. 
Right. But the catch is he has to, someone has to be literally next to him the entire time and these bounty hunters can't touch him. So right. he, be, he starts befriending people uh, to try to stay near him. His family thinks he's crazy because he's going through this, he went through this breakup and he's still not over it. He has issues with his dad. So he's kind of like a messed up character and his family knows he went through therapy and they don't believe him. And he's trying to convince these people that these guys are after me. So okay. the best part is he befriends this bum on the street who becomes like his homie throughout the movie. I thought that was the best <laughs> yeah. part of the movie. What who plays work- that guy? Is there anyone we know? No one we know. Okay. Here's where the movie fell flat for me. Andrew Kendrick's character. Right. I thought she severely overacted here. Okay. I thought she was a throwaway character at the end. They didn't develop her mm. really at much. I didn't feel that connection with them two. Gotcha. And she kind of throws a twist in there during the storyline, and it kind of ruined it for me a little bit. But overall, it's an uneven directorial debut by Jack Johnson. I Jake do like it. I'm sorry, Jake Johnson. Thank yeah. you for correcting me, I'm Jake like, Johnson. He's, he's not a you know, singer, Hawaiian folks. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. But no. I, I do like, like Jack Johnson, though. So uh, shout yeah. out to Jack Johnson. Uh, yeah. I do. So I, I enjoyed this movie for what it was. I ended up giving it, a, I think, a 2.5, right? It wasn't terrible okay. for first time out. I liked where he was going, but a lot of it just kind of, I don't know, just just kind of fell flat in a lot of areas, especially the Anna Kendrick character. Fine at the beginning of the movie, but when you find out what she's really all about, you're like, oh, okay. I do like the Andy Samberg self cameos in this movie. Okay. I thought those were fun. And nice. there, there's some funny, some of the assassins are pretty funny. Like one's dressed like Mario. They're all dressed like characters. You got one dressed like Ellen, one dressed oh. like Mario. <laughs> And that's, and that's what that's why people don't believe it's like Mario's chasing that. Like I, I get just right. got my ass kicked by Ellen, you know. So no one right, believes right. him. So yeah, it had potential. Okay. So it's definitely worth a watch, though, especially since it's on Hulu. Right. Give it a watch. Yeah, them. I I'm I'm aiming towards the weekend to watch that one because you know no football playoffs, no right. nothing. You know, uh, you know we got Argyle. I'll probably end up catching that you know on Thursday night or something. So for the weekend at home with the kids and stuff, when they go to perfect. bed, that seems like a perfect movie for that. So I will try to do that. Um, great job by you, man. Yeah, a man real, you real Digging deep for, uh, you know, dumpuary. This is Shane time. <laughs> I feel like last year's was a little bit better, but we'll, it we'll, was. we'll keep, we'll keep aiming for higher. I mean, you know, the writer's strike is screwing up all the schedule, you know, even worse than probably what it should have been. So we'll see. We got some other stuff coming down the pike that looks promising, uh, and hopefully Argyle is too. I love Matthew Vaughn, so we'll see that for next week. Anything else from you, sir? That's it, man. Just look, uh, looking forward to Argyle. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Vaughn's my boy. I know. I like him too. He rarely misses. He's at least entertaining every single time, so hopefully this one follows suit. Everybody else out there, thank you for listening. Uh, go give us you know five-star review wherever you guys listen. Follow us at Recent Act Pod on Instagram, Twitter, wherever, and come back next week for more recent activity. <laughs>